So here in, in Holy Family, we have a, a, a range of different kind of people and personalities and backgrounds and even languages at times. Uh, Donegal can sometimes be classed as a different language altogether. But, um, but one particular lady that we had here last year, <coughs> she was full of beans, full of life. I, I mentioned her, her first name, Anna. She's great crack. Uh, she would go into the kitchen when we were washing up uh, and she would grab a wooden spoon, which was always hanging there as a reminder. Uh, she would grab the wooden spoon and she would start singing into it at the top of her voice, You are the dancing queen. But now she didn't necessarily have the most accurate of voices, but she would do so with such gusto, right? Such, and she, I, I, I won't do it here, obviously, I'm a priest. Um, <laughs> but she would, she would completely cut loose, like with them, you know, the wooden spoon up there, and sing into it all of her heart, slightly or more than slightly out of tune. But what would happen was, invariably, she would do so with such gusto and such zeal and passion and enthusiasm that everyone else would sing. She'd be the spark that would set off the whole kitchen, and then within four seconds, the whole kitchen is washing up or standing on the furniture singing Dancing Queen, you know. Uh, and it was just really interesting to see the, 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 the influence of one person. One person with zeal, one person with passion, one person with conviction, and what happens? You know? So I think this is, uh, this is a, little, a little lesson to me, like, of how, how much we influence each other or how we can influence each other very simply just by our, our behavior, just by our actions, right? So what our action, our, the actions, that what we choose to do makes a difference. What we choose to do affects other people, okay? So when you think of, the reason I say that is because uh, I think when it comes to, to our church in general, maybe for the last easily three or four generations, we've, I think we've thought that mission, so the transmission of the faith to the next generation, that was the job of priests and religious. And I think uh, along the line somewhere, we all, maybe we all kind of got a bit confused in our roles, or we all kind of maybe dropped the ball a small bit. Maybe parents thought schools were doing it, schools thought parishes were doing it, parishes thought families were doing it, and ended up kind of that no one was really doing it. You know, so, so then kids grew up without really knowing who the Lord was. Uh, so then they even pass through like, the whole sacramental preparation, get all their sacraments, and still don't know who the Lord is. So here we are then with, with probably easily two generations now of people who really have, have, have no idea what's really going on in, in our church, in our church's calendar, in any of our major feasts. They really don't know. And if you ask them, they, they, you'd be quite surprised. Like if you ask smart kids, 18, 19-year-old, done the leaving cert, aced it, what's Christmas about? In very, you'll, get, you'll get the families coming together and the gifts and the time of maybe peace and time of generosity and all this kind of stuff. And maybe even the birth of Jesus. But even if you do get the birth of Jesus, why is that important? Why is the birth of Jesus important? Blank. You'll get nothing, like, because why is it important? I mean, how many will know of the importance of the incarnation? This is why, how, why this is so essential to our faith? How many of them will have an idea of, 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 of that? Not many, not many. Again, I'm not like, judging them. I'm just saying they've never been taught. They don't know. They don't know. So back about, what, 100, a little, 100 years ago, a little over 100 years, 100 years and three months ago, uh, a man in Dublin, Frank Duff, saw 
that there was a, a, a need for a greater devotion to Our Lady. And when he read Louis Marie de Montfort's True Devotion, he just fell in love with it. And so this is, this, this is fantastic. There's something, there's something powerful here, you know. And we need to, we need to gather in some way. We need to, to recognize Our Lady as our mom. And then with, with that, we need to do something about it. Not just kind of recognize she's over there as our mom and that's kind of it. But let's, is there something, like, something more concrete we can do? So he gathered with some people in Dublin, in Myra House in Francis Street in Dublin, on the 7th of September, 1921. And they prayed. They prayed the rosary, kept it really simple, read some, some writings of, uh, of Louis Marie de Montfort, a very simple table, a simple statue of Our Lady with, uh, with some basic little flowers and that. And so, in that simple action, with that simple prayer, the Legion of Mary was born, which now has three million members worldwide and seven million auxiliary members. That's like 10 million people from that one layman who started with zeal, conviction, and passion. One person. People gather around him, and then the Lord does the work. You know, the Lord, the Lord does the multiplying. We see the, the, the importance, the effect of, of one single, one single person with passion and zeal and conviction. So why, why can't that be you? Why can't that be me? And it's not that we have to obviously draw attention to ourselves or anything, but if I, if I really believe what the church teaches, and I really believe in the power of this, of this relationship with the Lord, I should want to witness to that to other people. And if I do so with, with pa- compassion, yes, but zeal, conviction, it's attractive. It's attractive. Like, it's, it's, in, it's, it's magnetic. It seems like if, if a person has, has, has real faith, they've got something that the world just can't give. They've got this kind of otherworldliness about them almost. There's this kind of, there's a, there's a depth, there's a kind of a mystery almost. There's a kind of a, do you know the way people would have said, Americans especially, would have said, ah, look at the Irish, they always have the wee glint in their eye kind of thing, you know what I mean? But if someone is kind of authentically holy, they do have a kind of a glint in their eye, but it's not kind of a mischievous one, but more of a kind of a, there's a kind of a, a joy, a kind of a, a rootedness, a groundedness, a sanctity, dare we call it, in them, which is, it's fascinating and it's just so 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 different to what we experience out there because out there we're told that you know satisfy your passion whatever urge you have do it and whatever you feel follow it but that that doesn't lead to happiness and the experience i mean ask people who've lived that life does it make them happy well yeah i mean yes um yeah 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 because it's kind of a well I mean I did satisfy my passions and maybe there was a thrill at the time but ultimately I just kind of still felt hungry for something more meaningful so I just thought well just proceed as we've started you know keep doing what, what I know how to do and that's kind of the only option I have is there another option is there an alternative that's where we come in of course there's an alternative of course there's an alternative like there are ones that we have life and have life to the full like who doesn't want that but how are they going to know unless someone tells them how are they going to see this lived unless someone lives it and when are we, are we going to wait for everyone else to do it or will we eventually think maybe maybe I can 
Maybe I can. Because in, in some way, greater or smaller, all of us are called to missionary. Every single one, no exception. All of us are called to missionary. All of us. Because what does that mean? It means just live the faith. And if you do, people will see it. And more and more, as, as time passes uh, over the next decade, the more and more we live the faith, the more and more different we're going to be. So the more and more apparent it's going to be that, that we have this whole faith thing. Because it, it'll make us different. It makes us different. We eat and drink differently. We dress differently. We speak differently. We don't use so many colorful words. You know, we, we, we behave differently we're in our dealings with others. We, everything, actually, everything about us becomes different. And we've got, we've got to get used to that. So all of us are called to missionary, every single one of us. All of us are called to, to prepare the way for the Lord, like John the Baptist in our, in our gospel, right? So by what I do, by the way I live, people are going to believe or not believe this. Because no matter how awesome this is, no matter how beautiful and true this is, people generally do not convert because of a book. They convert because of a person. They see it lived. Because this, this is wonderful. It's the word of God, absolutely. But it remains theory until people see it lived. And when people see it lived, that's what makes them want to follow it. You, know, you, you don't give a rule book if you, if you love hurling, right, and you want to convince someone to come play hurling, awesome game, fantastic, the skills, the, the, you know, the catches, and the, 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 the flicks, and the nudges, and the off the ball, butts of the hurley into the kidneys, all you know, the, the greats of the game, and all that kind of thing. You don't start by giving them the rule book. This is the rule book. Get familiar with that, and you'll love the game. What's a sleotar? <laughs> you know, like, you know, you, you don't start with the rule book. You start with the sights and sounds and smells and heroes and greats of the game. That's how you get them involved, right? So same with our faith. We don't start by, by the rules of our faith. Just show them what it looks like when it's lived. And that's us. That's us. We, we are the, the lived faith. That's us. So we prepare the way for the Lord. We make straight his paths. We are that voice that cries in an ever darker wilderness, the Lord is coming. The light of the world is coming. Prepare a way for him. And that starts by us preparing ourselves. So Lord, we welcome you into our hearts. We want you to fill every valley, make every mountain low within us, all obstacles to your coming within us, we want you to remove. Lord Jesus, any, any sinful tendencies, Lord, root them out of us. Any pride or vanity or addiction, fear, Lord, fear. Heal all of that. We bring it all to you. The light of the world. That all mankind shall see the salvation of our God. Amen.